And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast with Davey Rissman and Mickey Brennan. Davey, looking looking down through the list of things that we have to talk about, there's a it's a bit of a mixed bag. <laughs> you know, there's some uh, depressing things, there's some positive things, um, and, uh, you know, there's a real weird feeling around the county at the moment. Um, I don't know if you've kind of got that. It's just this... Some people are in positive form, some people are, are are in negative form, and there seems to be a really big divide throughout the county. And it's nearly like we're just waiting for club championship to come ahead and and bring the positivity back. But I suppose the, the qualifier draw was to took place as well on uh, on Monday morning. That's this morning, and we waited until that came out so we had something to talk, something more to talk about on the podcast or whatever. We wanted to make sure we had the um, qualifier draw in it, and uh, even the qualifier draw. You know, I'm 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 seeing a load of positive talk, and then I'm seeing a load of negative talk. You just can't win anymore. No, I I suppose I do get it to an extent. I think there was people out there who would have loved a big team in Nav, and you know, and the chance at maybe retribution or to just bring down the curtain on the season. And as it turns out, the way the draw went, it's all Division One teams against each other, and all Division Two teams against each other. So. Um, I mean, for the Division 2 sides, and if you're looking on the other hand, it's a great opportunity for the likes of me to get back on the horse and get into, what, the last 16 of of the All-Ireland Championship and and go within one step of uh, placing the quarterfinal. As we know, Mickey, it's going to be Clare away, and Mead have a brilliant record, brilliant brilliant recent record over Clare, but as we know from this year and indeed the game that got us into the Super 8s two or three years ago, it's always a very tough game, particularly when it comes to Championship and Colin Collins, he's, I think, the longest serving manager, is he, in the country? Um, and Andy McAtee is probably the third or fourth longest serving. So something has to give. It's a great game in that sense. Um, but it's a very attractive draw aside from that as well. Yeah, we'll come back to it in a couple of minutes. We'll just run through uh, a few things and we will come back to that qualifier draw. And I'm sure there's going to be loads of talking points in our Instagram interactive as well about the qualifier draw. So, um, Davey, uh, the curtain came down and what was... Uh, uh, an horrendous year um, for the Hurlers in the Joe McDonough Cup. Um, their woes continued when they were defeated on the final day of the season by down 228 to 219 uh, on Saturday in Ballycran. Now, they made a great fist of it, and this game was level right up until the last 12 or 13 minutes of play and down pulled away. But um, I suppose, you know, you can't fault them in any way, shape, or form, but it has been a terrible year for the lads. Missing what half the panel from last year, let's just say. And um, you know, they gave it they gave it everything they could. There was that slight chance that if they got the victory, well, there was a full chance that if they got the victory, they would have stayed in uh, the Joe McDonough for next year and they could have rebuilt maybe hopefully over the summer um months and over the winter months. But it's not to be, and uh, down stay up and meet are relegated back to Christy Ring. Yeah, and, and look at it in hindsight, that's that's probably what the year really deserved. You know, it's been a wretched run for Nick Weir's side throughout the league and now the championship. And uh, they saved their best to last, you know, full credit to them, Mickey, because uh, some of the beatings they took in the Joe McDonough, um, you know, the likes of Antrim the last week, Carlo at the start, um, really, really horrendous. 
Kerry obviously down there. Yeah. But the one thing about them, and we said this throughout the campaign, was they have a bit of character in them, and they would have went up, and they would 100 have given a performance uh, to be proud of up in Ballycran, and that they did. You know, with with what 18, 17 minutes to go, it was level pegging. They mm. led by two points at half time. They gave it an almighty rattle. Just wasn't enough. On to the 14 or 15 players that were unavailable at the start of the year. Seven players who lined out in the first round of the Joe McDonough against Carlo are now injured. So they didn't make the last round game against Down, which just sums up the year really. Luckless is what you'd have to describe it. Um, but but as you say, gave a great account of themselves. Jaxi Rigi was outstanding on the day, I think one eight, one nine, um, really led by example. But unfortunately, the, the lack of depth within the squad pitted with the fact that they went up to what is a bit of a fortress in Ballycran, uh, was their undoing in the end. But uh, but a great sort of um culmination to what has been a pretty awful year and they'll have to try and rebuild now as you say next year in the Christy ring again yeah absolutely and uh you know um it's not where they want to be but they they are there and it's on merit and they will have to um i suppose uh pick themselves up and, and give the Christy ring a really good uh a good wrap of it next year uh just on the uh, i was taken with the hurling the under 16 hurling hurling leinster league and um, mead beaten leash um uh last week absolutely brilliant to see it and um you know there there is unbelievable hurlers coming behind behind him mark levy i suppose starred for the mead miners um scoring one nine uh, a penalty in eight frees and one from play um fergal flynn with three points connor murphy with a point and uh michael heffernan with a point also uh for, for the lads so you know the future is the future is not that bleak. There, there, there is some really good hurlers coming uh, behind this group. Absolutely, yeah, and and I know young Sean Howley actually from uh, Ratmalion who came on as a second half substitute. His dad and uh, Noel would have won a senior with Dundry uh, back in the mid nineties in football. And um, so proud day for them. And I think there's a, a young Fay there. He could, if I'm not mistaken, be be a son of uh, Darren Fay's as well. So uh, great to see some of those household names coming through. And as you say, Mickey, it's all about building and on the back of what the miners have done in uh, in winning the Padre Lahan. Uh, this is another shot on the arm, and hopefully they can continue their um, their progress at under sixteen level and work their way up through the ranks. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, a six point victory for the lads there in the end over Leash, which is uh, no mean feat at the same time. So, um, you know, finishing the hurling on a positive there. Um, looking forward as well, Davy. I suppose you know we probably haven't given these lads uh, as much airtime as we probably should have in recent uh, weeks. The Mead Miners. <clears throat> excuse me, have since their uh, loss in the in the Leinster minor championship, they went into the Seamus Heaney Cup and they have two wins from two in that beat loud um, on Wednesday the 11th by 3.15 to 2.4. So um, a nice uh, victory for them there, a nice handsome one there. And then again in the semi-final then they put um, Westmead to the sword and beating them 4.13 to 1.5. Final takes place this Wednesday night, and uh, it is at half seven. It's in Port Leash. It's in O'Moore Park in Port Leash, and Mead will take on Wexford. And I suppose the run so far to this final, Davy, would suggest that they had a very, very unlucky run in that round robin uh, scenario in the Leinster Championship, and we did see them, you know, losing games by the odd point here and there and they were just luckless as well but they've stayed the ship they've committed to the uh to this Seamus Heaney tournament this Seamus Heaney cup and how now have a chance of picking up silverware as well so um you know all's not lost for them either no like I, I think a couple of things one being the fact they wouldn't have like to have been in this at the start yeah but two as you say they've embraced the competition it would have been very easy for maybe Mead coming back as All-Ireland champions from last year, albeit a different team, but to just kind of throw their hat at the competition and say, you know, we have no interest in that. The fact that they've gone out, put on two great performances and had two resounding victories suggests that they've been fully up for it. And I think it's important for the players too to just to just gain a bit of confidence as well. And now they're going to go in and experience a final environment uh, this Wednesday night against Wexford. And, um, you know, it, it would be nice to carry some silverware home and, and it would be obviously scant consolation. But on the back of what went before, you know, with three defeats, 
to come out and win three games on the trot, then they'll take an awful lot from that. A lot of them are still going to be minor next year. So it's important to get some victories under their belt before they go back into it. Um, and obviously the others will move on to under 20s and uh, they'll learn some great lessons from this year and hopefully it finishes with a, with a really positive light. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, getting plenty of football as well. And as you said as well, you know, embracing this competition, uh, two really good wins. It just shows the calibre of footballer that is involved with this minor team and that they were just out of luck when it came to the round-robin part of the Leinster Championship. But look, it is Wexford on Wednesday night in Port Leash. And uh, we wish Derek O'Brien and all the lads the very best luck in that minor final. Uh, Davey, uh, looking ahead as well to next Saturday, 2.30 in headquarters. It is the big one for next Saturday. It is the Leinster senior ladies final and in fairness this should have been the the main event uh, because these two teams have uh, really thrown up some brilliant games over the last year and um, it is mead ladies against dublin in that leinster final and you know we um I, i'm struggling for superlatives to describe this uh for new superlatives to describe this mead uh, ladies team but um we're really looking forward to that final it would have been absolutely brilliant had mead beating Dublin in the men's and, and, and we were having a double header with our Mead ladies and our Mead uh, men's footballers but they really are without a shadow without the pride of the county oh, they, they are and this is going to be an acid test for them yet again Mickey you know coming up against Dublin for the third time this year but undoubtedly this is by far and away the most important one of those three uh, fixtures the other two you know you can kind of say it now in essence were dead rubbers not that they were sort of played like dead rubbers but it makes you think of what sort of intensity is going to be brought to the table in Crow Park at half two on Saturday afternoon because um, obviously another cup on the line. This is the real one that Dublin will be out for retribution. The scene of the crime from last year's All-Ireland final. Um, going to be another great occasion. You'd like to hope that with Dublin playing in the men's final at five o'clock that there'd be a decent crowd in. So it's important that Mead fans get up there and support these ladies. In fairness to them, they've done that all year round. So I'd expect there to be a really healthy uh, Mead contingent travelling up to Crow Park on Saturday and uh, it's a it's a massive game Mickey it really really is and even just not just for the Leinster final and another cup and all that that goes without saying but laying down a bit of a marker before the start of the All-Ireland Championship I think as well um, okay they're not in the same group or that but we all know they're probably likely to meet later on in the competition so um, huge game great significance and uh, you know um, Mead looking to to defeat Dublin yet again in, in, a, in a final in Crow Park yeah, indeed. And just sticking with the ladies, Davy Rispin, uh, the Mead ladies got their second victory of the Leinster Minor Championship Group A, uh, beating Leash on the the weekend just gone by. Um, or was that their second game, or was it their f- was yeah, their second game? Yeah, they they've won win. Yeah, and then they're out again uh, next week. Um, is it the Dubs we have next week, Davey? It's, it's Leash, uh, I think. Um, no, Beat Leash. The Beat Leash, oh, beat Leash. In, uh, in screen. On it, the, is, uh, it is the Dubs, yeah, because Kildare did, uh, I think, did defeat Mead heavily enough in the first round of this. So um, it's, I think, a straight shootout with Dublin to decide who goes through, uh, along tough. with Kildare, who are true. So massive game. Kit Henry, my own club, mate, club man, is, uh, is over them. Uh, and Anthony Monaghan is with them. You know, they have a really good backroom team assembled there. So it's a big opportunity for these girls to follow in the footsteps of what the ladies have achieved. And uh, fingers crossed they can go and give a really good performance and get the result. Yeah. Um, like your own club man involved with them as well, Davy. Yeah, Kiss. Yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant for getting involved. And he's obviously had great success everywhere he's been. A uh, completely new venture for him. But um, I'm sure if... For anyone who knows Kit, they'll know how much pre- preparation he puts into this. Having Anthony Mon in there is a great coup as well in terms of the coaching and uh, that kind of thing that he brings to the table. I think Jared uh, Doherty could be involved too. So it's a really strong and well-assembled backroom team and they have the players to match it, absolutely. Um, so fingers crossed they, they can get that victory and um, hopefully get through along with Kildare. Yeah, Davy. I uh, do you know what I, I? I actually think that that is it done. And um, I'm looking back over the results there. Uh, Kildare defeated Mead by four points, and um, the first day out, Mead then hammered Dublin in the second one, and they beat Leash on the weekend. This uh, table is not updated, 
But it would all depend on, uh, well, it actually wouldn't because Mead had the head-to-head over Dublin. So Mead will be facing off against Kildare. We'll try and get that fixture in a couple of moments' time. Um, but it is Do, do Mead be, not progress oh, sorry, Kildare? Yeah. Mead and Kildare pro- progress yeah. into the, the, the latter part of the championship. So, yeah, we both got a bit mixed up there. But, um, yeah, just the... the the table is not updated and, and obviously Mead losing to Kildare before and hammered Dublin in their second game and they actually hammered Leash on the weekend as well. Um, in screen, I was talking to a lady that was at the game and uh, they were well chuffed after their, that result. An absolutely brilliant win for uh, the Mead ladies minors and uh, yeah, we'll try and get that uh, their next fixture up before the end of the show. So well done. That's the ladies covered um, on the football end of things. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the auto mower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davy, the Camogues are out this weekend as well, um, having only lifted the Leinster Championship only in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they are now entering into the All-Ireland Intermediate Championship on Saturday at 2pm in Derry in the Michael Davids Club, so against Derry up there. Um, not an easy one to start, long old journey up as well, um, but they're on a bit of a high at the moment, these girls, and they've blooded some new talent. Yeah, I'd fancy them to to do the job in this game, Mickey. I was at the Derry game when they played them first game uh, way back when at the start of the season. It feels like an eternity go over in Dunham or Ashburn and uh, wasn't much in at that day, but me, they were comprehensively the better side. Obviously, going up north, it'll be a bit of a leveller. But as you say, Mickey, on the back of that brilliant success in Leinster, you'd fancy me to kick on now and really push on and try and challenge for a Leinster or sorry, for an All-Ireland Intermediate Championship. Um, there is still question marks over the likes of Jane Dolan. You know, she's been injured throughout the, the Leinster and played sporadically. Um, but, you know, if mm, she's... There we good, go, that word. You love that word, sporadically. You'd imagine she'd take her place in the team. Um, you have Amy Gaffney excelling. She's been absolutely outstanding in recent weeks. Um, Anya McNerney's been playing ever so well, Aoife Minogue. So they have great calibre, great quality. They have a bit of depth in the squad now and they have success and confidence to go along with it. And hopefully they could go up there, do a professional job, get the points in the board and, uh, you know, um, go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they've, I suppose last year, or the last couple of years, have been tough for the girls since they came back out of senior, Davy, But they steadied the ship and they've brought through, as we said, there already they've brought through a load of uh, 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 good high-end high-quality uh, players into the squad and they seem to have just kind of bedded into it this year I know a lot of them would have got game time and stuff last year but they've really matured this year absolutely and uh, you know that's that's the exact same as what's happened with the Mead ladies you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily happen overnight it takes a little bit of time to bed themselves in get accustomed to it get up to the pitch of the the quality of play and stuff like that and they had some close misses last year you have to remember they weren't far away in both league and championship but they were just missing that little something now on the back of having the success in Leinster you'd hope that they can go on push on um and challenge for an All-Ireland I don't really see anything to stop them um, but fingers crossed they can go and do a job but as you say Brendan Skeehan's there as well and, and like a number of years he's a bit of longevity behind him too um, so you'd like to think it's a pretty settled squad now and with the competition that's there for places um, it, it, it's probably a good environment to be around Yeah it really is and we wish them the very best of luck when they travel up to Derry um, Davy, we mentioned it already the All-Ireland qualifiers um, Clare versus Mead 4th of June, 5pm in Ennis. Um, it's a tough place to go, but it's been a happy hunting ground for Mead in recent years. 
although we've always come out of it, we've always come out of it bruised and battered. Um, you know, even this year in the league, we got the victory over uh, Clare by a solitary point. Um, but it was a kind of a damn squib, damn squib that game. Um, in the end, it didn't really matter. But, um, you know, we said it as well. A lot of people wanted the big, big game or whatever. But maybe this is exactly the game that Mead need um, entering into the qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could well be. I'd have fancied them at home, though. Uh, it's, it's, as you say, it's not a nice place to go. It's a really tight pitch, uh, and they make it hard for teams there. You know, I've seen Kerry going there struggling in recent times. Um, they, they do get bodies behind the ball. They try to frustrate, and call a spade a spade, they probably did that to Mead for large uh, portions of that game in the league. Uh, okay, Mead got, Mead got the win right at the death through James Conlon, but... Uh, I'd expect Clare to probably sit up similarly, try and keep it tight, go score for score and frustrate me, then a goal in a game like this is going to be absolutely crucial. You'd like to think that the, the couple of weeks me they've had off will have done them the world of good and just, I suppose, physically as much as mentally get themselves right. Clare have had a really extended break now, Mickey. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been off another couple of weeks onto that, so it's hard to know how they're keeping themselves fresh. It, it's unusual to have such a break, you know, going into a qualifier game, but such is the nature of the season this year. Um, it is a little bit different. So um, it'll, it'll be a big one. It's a huge game for both. You know, there's a lot at stake. As we said already, the likes of Colin Collins, Andy McAtee, they've been at the helm years. You feel it's a real defining moment for both of those managers and teams alike. Um, but fingers crossed, me can go down with a professional attitude. You'd imagine a bank holiday weekend, Saturday evening, there'll be a big me crowd going down there. And fingers crossed, we can advance to the final round of the qualifiers. Yeah, we will um, preview that game in detail next week on our Loyal Lions podcast. I'm sure we'll have plenty of talking points, as I said, on our Instagram interactive later in the show. So um, we'll park that for a few moments. Um, Davey, some fixtures to go through um, from the All-County Hurling League, um, starting uh, uh, back in at round, what are we, round six in the Hurling League. But do you want to start with... The cup competitions first, Davey. Yeah, Mickey, I think the, the leagues were actually played last weekend. So we'll start with the cups, which are happening this week. Um, and we'll start with the Donald Lunchy uh, Cup Group A. Um, and on Thursday night coming in Paddy O'Brien Park, it's Navano Matinees versus Dundry, a half seven throw in there. Group B, all uh, this game on Tuesday night, it's in Kiltail and it's between Kiltail and Drumree, also half seven. And the final game, uh, in Group C this time round is on Thursday night and it's between St. Peter's to Boyne and Kildalki thrown in at half seven in Dunboyne. Um, then into the Billy Byrne Cup um, and we'll start in uh, Group B of the Billy Byrne Cup and there's one game here on Thursday night in Father Plunkett Memorial Park between Kildalki and Kilmesson. That throws in at half seven. Uh, then into Group C, two games down for decision, both on Tuesday night. First one coming up in Paddy O'Brien Park between Navin O'Matneys and the Wolf Tones. Uh, that's at half seven. Also at half seven in Dunham or Ashburn. It's Dunham or Ashburn against Dunry. Um, and then moving up onto the Brendan Davis Cup, uh, two groups, two group games, sorry, down for decision um, here. Uh, sorry, two groups uh, down for decision on Tuesday night starting in group A. It's in at boy between Clannagale and Kildalki. Half seven throw in there. Two games taking place in group C in Kaline. It's the host Kaline against Kilmesson, half seven. And also at half seven, same night, it's in St. Peter's Dubine where they face Nafina. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well, then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control Auto Mower from your phone. Auto Mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Auto Mower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Ottomore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. It is 
indeed. That's all the hurling. I'm surprised you didn't want to do predictions on the hurling. Um, you probably have a better chance than that. But actually, speaking of predictions, Davey Russell, um, just over on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, we will be doing a full roundup of the All County Football League, a full review of all seven divisions from last week. And uh, it was a week where Davey Russell may have made his little bit of a run. Um, he may have clawed back a few points on me in our predictions in the All County Football League, but maybe a bit like Liverpool and Manchester City. Manchester City, what had. What, I think it was a 12-point lead after Christmas. And in the end, that 12-point lead was enough to see them over the line at the end of the Premiership, so it was. And I think that my 11, maybe my 11-point lead was one point away from being enough. We might end up with a draw at the end of it all, Davy, And then I can call I, I can call in a steward's inquiry because you forced me to go for Rat Kenny every week. Um, <laughs> I'm getting my excuses in straight away, but we will be doing a full review of all the games played in the All-County Football Leagues uh, from last week, Division 1A, right through to Division 4. And also, we will be having a look back at the uh, club championship draw that took place only a matter of weeks ago. Maybe it was this time last week, actually, that it, that it took place. And um, we will be looking back at the championship draw, going through all of the groups and all of the four championships and uh, giving our tuppence on that. But uh, by the time the championship comes around, I'm sure it will all have changed. Davey, um, before we move on to our lottos, I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to Kilbride. Now, this might uh, just take a few minutes because I have a bit of a reading to do here. Um, Kilbride GFC are pleased to announce that they will uh, open their brand new state-of-the-art club gym and walking track on June the 25th at 4 p.m. Kilbride in sorry have in recent years undergone a massive transformation on and off the field. It came about through hard work along with local support from Mead County Council and the Sports Capital Grant Scheme. To coincide with the day, we are hosting our annual fun day with children's games and refreshments. Kilbride GFC lost one of the all-time greats last July when Tommy Mann sadly passed away and I'm delighted to say that our new club gym will be named in his honour. Tommy, I'm sure, doesn't need too much introduction, and it's only fitting that his name will be remembered for many decades with this tribute. A former Mead Minor, uh, sorry, a former Mead Minor Board Chairman, Club Chairman for over 40 years, a distinguished player with five Keegan Cups, um, a Fesh Cup, and a Hurling Championship medal with with Holt. Tommy had played a massive part in the club's development on and off the field right up until his passing last year. During the development of the gym, uh, and walkway Tommy was ever present ensuring that things were done right along with the keeping uh, right along with keeping the lads fed so that they would uh, leave so that they wouldn't leave early uh, Brendan Cummins will be our MC for the day and will be joined by Mead County Board Chairman John Cavanagh who will officially open the gym he will also be joined by Minister for Justice Helen McEntee along with representatives from political parties and um, the Mead County Council reps family and many friends of the late Tommy Mann. Uh, he just wanted to let us know in case we wanted to include this in our upcoming episodes. And yes, of course we will. That's from David Harford from Kilbride. And uh, Davy just shows you how much work is going on in uh, the Kilbride club. And absolutely brilliant that they're turning the, the opening day for the gym and walkway into a, a, a family fun day for the kids, you know, because um, that's what it's all about. You can't have a club without all these kids involved. And absolutely. And I think the the offspring of that is what they're doing on the pitch with yeah. won't say kids, but very young players uh, yeah. at a level. And it's the success of, uh, you know, a number of years of really, really good work on underage level, a huge amount of development going on in the Kilbride area. Um, the journey that they've been on over the last four to five years Um has, has been brilliant and I think it's a great occasion to mark it obviously with Tommy's uh, passing in recent times that will be remembered on the day too and it should be really special I think anybody in the vicinity should really try the best to get out to it it sounds like it'll be a really good day and uh, for everybody for you know real family day for every age group absolutely um I don't remember I don't know if you remember the sports days in the clubs back in the day Davy. but when we were kids growing up um you know all of the, the we'll say Simonstown would let you know 
when Centralstown were having their sports day or when Castletown were having their sports day. And we used to all get into cars and head off for the day, bringing a picnic with us and whatever, heading off to all these different clubs. And they'd have all the different races, the under 10s, the under 12s, the under 8s, the <laughs> under 6s. And there used to be loads of different types of races, the three-legged race, the sack race, the sprints, the whole lot. And it was all, there was medals and all that. Like, And you'd have people coming from all over the county to, to your sports day. I don't know if it's done like that anymore, but I think that Kilbride would love to see people from all over that end of neck of the woods and from all over the county coming down to support them um, as they open the Tommy Mahon gym and uh, walk and track around the field. Well done to everybody there involved and uh, David Harford for getting in contact with us. Davy, it's time to move on to our lotto segment. Oh, and speaking of which, Davy, I just want to thank Screen for pulling our name out once again. Our, uh, the We Are Mead uh, support of lottos is, is, is out there and you know this time next year Rodney we're going to be millionaires man <laughs> absolutely um, I wouldn't mind starting in the chocolate as well maybe yeah. that's one that we certainly had our eye on for a, for a long time um, their jackpot surprise surprise was uh, not actually won from last week uh, 16th uh, the numbers drawn were 14, 18, 24 and 24 Five uh, three match three winners collected 70 euro each. Jeff Power, M. Scally, and Anne Marie Ward. The next draw takes place tonight at half eight live on Facebook. 13,000 of jackpots capped at first reserve capped at 13,000. And the second reserve not yet capped, but it probably will be in a few weeks' time. It's at eight, eight <laughs> currently. Um, you can play that one on Club Force. Ball and Luck, uh, their 2,300 euro jackpot wasn't won. The letters drawn were B, N, J, and O. Uh, the next draw takes place on the 30th of May. Uh, there's, I'm just glad you put them in that order. Uh, t- Susan Farrell didn't, and uh, <laughs> she almost called me out. <laughs> uh, the match three winners um, and sharing 100 euro between them were Joanne O'Dwyer, Sheila Kearney, and Rosaline Riley. The next draw takes place in Ballon Lock. Manalvi next in, and they had no jackpot winner last time round. 2, 5, 16, and 23 were the numbers. Three match three winners were Paddy Murray, Lil Mahan, and Marie Donahue. Next draw takes place on Monday, the 23rd, which is also tonight. 1,000 euro for jackpot and Manalvi, GFC.e on the Club Force app. Castletown are next in, and uh, their results from the 17th of May. 5, 7, 10, and 17, the numbers. 2,600 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. The lucky dip winners uh, collected 30 euro each were Martina McHugh, Joanne Gaffney, Mary Smith, the McMatton family, and Angela Price. I'm telling you, there's a price every single week in the cast <laughs> uh, winners. Um, it's probably just a massive family. Uh, they move on to 2,700 euro next week, and you can play that one at Smart Lotto. Uh, next one up comes from uh, Kuraha, and their jackpot of 7,800 euro wasn't won. Their next draw takes place also tonight. Uh, they had no match three winner. The numbers drawn were 1, 11, 12, and 17. Uh, Courtown GFC, 9,200 euro of a jackpot, not won. 1, 12, 30, and 32, the numbers. Evie Coyne, Stephen Collier, Tommy McCormick, Carla Coyne, and Caroline Davis were the uh, 20 euro winners. Uh, we go again with 9,300 euro on Friday night, courtoungaa.com forward slash lotto to play that one. Navada Matneys uh, growing consistently week on week, 14,150. They move on to tomorrow night, Tuesday. Uh, numbers drawn last week were 1, 5, 15, and 32. They had uh, no match three winners, but the lucky dip winners were Geraldine Coyle, Davy Fury, Mary O'Brien, Claire O'Toole. Crystal Delamere and Ollie O'Toole, a club spot, Navadomatis, or download the wrap to play. Huge winner over in Minolte, Mickey. Their 15,000 euro jackpot. Well, sorry. Was it almost, us? No. Was it us? We got the 40 euro with screen. Um, but Minolte's 14,800 euro jackpot was indeed won on Sunday night. And it goes to Patrick Kearns from Castletown. They've given away 29,800 in the last six or eight weeks. Yeah, Astonishing prize money being dished out there. Um, but it's it's been growing, you know, week on week for, for a long, long time. Um, he drew he drew one, seven, ten, and eleven. Um, and they will go again on the 29th, which is next Sunday, 
but they're going to start afresh down at 2,000. It's a long way back up to 15 grand, but they'll, they'll give it a crack. Um, the big one, though, after that, it's, uh, it is, of course, the screen lotto, Mickey, uh, and the results from the 22nd. 3, 5, 17, and 19, the numbers. Jackpot of 1,800 euro wasn't won, but the lucky dip winners were Philip Kinsella, Oliver Harrington, Tommy and Miriam Casty, and the We Are Mead podcast, Mickey. Come on. Going each to each of those, including ourselves. Um, so they'll go again next week, and you can play it at screengfc.ie. Ah, the world is your lobster, Davy. So it is. Um, that is for sure. Um, the Simonson lotto last week was not one. The numbers drawn were 2, 11, 22, and 27. Uh, match three winners were Tyg McCabe and BNC Moran. Um, the jackpot was 1850. Next week's jackpot is 1900 euro. The Centre lotto is on tonight. It's a massive 10,000 euro. Still hasn't been won. And um, uh, you could do that on Smart Lotto um, forward slash Central Stern or go on to any of their social media pages and you'll get the link there. And uh, if it's one tonight, you know, uh, sorry, um, <laughs> you didn't hear on time. But um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be still there next week. Davey, before we move on to Instagram Interactive, I'm after finding it. Okay, so um, Mead Ladies, um, uh, Mead Ladies Bet Leash. By a scoreline of 714 to 110 in screen on the weekend. Um, that was in the Leinster A competition. So that means that Mead and Kildare have finished first and second and go into the Leinster Minor A final. And that will take place on the 6th of July at 7.30. Venue is to be confirmed, but it will see Mead taking on Kildare in that Leinster A final. The B final will see, uh, the semi-finals of the B competition will see Dublin taking on Wexford and Longford taking on Leash. Dublin at home, Longford at home. But um, that's that's irrelevant. That's the B competition. Mead and Kildare are going to contest the Leinster ladies minor final um, A championship uh, on the 6th of July. So we got there eventually. Um, I knew I had to uh, go back and just check that out. But um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, and what a win as well against uh, Leash and uh, Davy in in screen. Seven goals and 14 to 110. So um, their only loss being that four-point defeat to Kildare. And I'd say they're relishing uh, a second chance at the middle Leinster final. Yeah, they are because they had a great comeback within that game, but uh, just left it a little bit short or left them a little bit much to do at the end. But as you say, they've had two good wins um, and now going forward, you'd imagine they'll be really confident uh, of, of reversing their fortunes in that final against Kildare. It should be a cracker. Yeah, absolutely. We want to wish them the very best luck in that final. As we said, it's the 6th of July uh, venue to be confirmed. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin & Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Okay, moving on then, Davy. Instagram Interactive. And um, as I said earlier on in the podcast, with the draw taking place for the qualifiers, um, I'm sure we've had plenty of interaction. And um, has it been the same way as what I said? Some negative and some positive? I know, majority of it being positive, I'd have to say. Um, and Deck F Dunn, this was sent in last night and he wanted to know who we might draw in the qualifier. So I shared it this morning at about, you know, quarter to nine saying, I reckon we'll get Claire and Ennis. Um, and he says you were spot on. But uh, yeah, so Claire and Ennis it is for Deck F Dunn. Uh, 
moving on then, um, and there's a lot of talk about buses, Mickey. Um, and this is on the back of, I suppose, the exploits of the North Mead Choir Boys. Um, but uh, starting with Brian Flynn, he just says, um, away days are the best days. Yeah, um, there is something great about an away day. Um, there really is. Um, you love a home game because you would expect that the home venue will give you uh, that little bit extra. But there is something really, really exciting about going to a different town, going to a, a, a different pitch, going into pubs that you don't know, and getting on a bus as well. That whole excitement of going, right, well, I know I don't have to drive and I'm going to take a few points today and we're going to get into the whole jovial atmosphere of, of away days. They really are. There is something special about a sunny summer's evening going to an away game. Yeah, Richie Keeney echoes that. He says, the away day we needed, all Royals declare, no excuses. Yeah, um, it, it is going to be a tough one, um, as we've seen already with Tom O'Connor and Tommy Rooney. Um, there's nowhere available. There's no room at the inn in, in Clare for that weekend. So lads might have to stay further afield in Cork or maybe even as Tommy Rooney suggested, you know, he, he might have a campsite set up in the back garden. So he might, uh, 20 euro a tent. Yeah, absolutely. Rob Perfield says all Royals to Ennis. Happy enough with the draw. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like um, we were in the draw. You know, you, you look at all the the talk of the, the, the Talching Cup or whatever, and we're still in the All-Ireland qualifiers. And, you know, I don't think things are as bad as everybody has made out. Um, and a nice little run in the qualifiers and maybe take a scalp along the way would be a nice way to um, finish this year's championship. Yeah, Brendan Burns said praying for a Sunday fixture in Ennis. Um, <laughs> sadly, his prayers were not answered, Mickey, or mine. <laughs> uh, 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 no, it's uh, on the Saturday. It's at 5pm. Um, it's a tough one as well. I think these Saturday games should be at 7 o'clock in the evening. I don't like the way they put them at 2, 3, 4 or 5 because a lot of people have a lot of things on on the Saturday afternoon or working and whatever. It doesn't give them time. So I think that could affect uh, the attendance. Dylan Brady says, North Mead Choir Boys to Ennis. Yeah, well, we'd expect nothing less. Um, and I, I hope there's a few busloads of them and that they're in full voice and that they've been uh, jamming for the last two weeks because the Mead team have been practising. They should be practising too. Absolutely. Ronan Thompson says, buses declare, throw them out. Absolutely. Just get them out. Just get them going. Um, every every town should definitely have a bus load going down. Um, there's no reason why they couldn't. Lucky to be working, Mickey. Um, it says, do you need encouragement? One Liverpool ham and an Arsenal ham run the page. Yeah. Watery hens. Uh, Watery he, thinks, hens. He, he thinks you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. I um, says it's worse. He's a United fan. I, I just don't know where he could even get that from. Um, how could he even? Do Does he listen to the podcast? Um, no, definitely not um, a Liverpool um, or fan or anything. That's <laughs> Liverpool. No, definitely not. Um, sadly, and they, sadly, and they, I, I am and an they, Arsenal fan. And, and they can have their plastic treble. I, I tell you one thing, it was like a it was like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulders when Man City won the game against uh, Aston Villa on the weekend. I was like, ah, oh, that's grand. Yeah, they can have that other they can have that other um, plastic treble, no problem. Yeah, that's all right. Reese McGuire says Davy Rispin and Penny Reddy going in to manage the county. <laughs> oh, up your boy. Yeah, well, Andy is still there at the minute. So um Davy, you probably won't get an interview with him if that's if that gets out. I wouldn't get an interview with Penny Reddy either. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's a bit more calibre than I do, I think. Uh, <laughs> but I, I certainly wouldn't mind working with him. Uh, there's a bit of soccer to get through, unfortunately. Um, Great. And I was at a wedding over the weekend and I had a frank discussion with Sean Fitzgerald actually about this, um, that it needs to stop. Um, but he did tell me that he is a pretty loyal Shelburne supporter and he does like the voices opinions on a platform where he can get heard and I suppose he can get heard on the We Are Meat podcast and he does listen um, yeah. and he's a very good footballer with Trim as well so you know we'll, we'll probably let it off on this occasion he just said three in a row for shells uh, yeah um, the, like the, that's amazing um, <laughs> and just on the soccer um, Jelly said uh, I'll update Mr Rispin about the League of Ireland and the results this week you're okay Mickey and then the laughing face so 
you know, he's updating you. I don't need to talk about the League of Ireland. Davy, what do you think about Shell's three in a row? I think it's great. I think they're pulling themselves clear of the relegation zone and they can enjoy their first season back in the Premier Division and, and probably, you know, look at finishing as high as they possibly can. And um, speaking of the man, Jelly's in touch and he says Derry City's title the chance is possibly gone after losing to Dundalk Friday night. Yeah, um, his 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 team getting one over uh, Derry and uh, just increases the gap now, doesn't it, between them and uh, Shamrock Rovers, is it? Yeah, is right. Um, and the last one of that says another bad result for some Pats against Shells. Is Clancy's time up? What do we think? What do you they're, think, Davey? They're is winning Cl- one. They're winning one nil tonight against Bohemians as we speak, Mickey. So I think that's scandalous. I think he's done a great job since he's gone in there. Okay, they've had a few little bad results, but if you look at where they're at, I think they're in the top three or four of the division. Um, but Kieran Devaney, who's a big Pats man as well, says Clancy out the door if we don't get the win tonight. So thankfully, the players are certainly listening, and uh, it looks like St. Pats are going to get that win, um, and banish all this rubbish being talked yeah. about. Some of I our Instagram interactive. I used to work in a pub that overlooks St. Pat's Pitch. Um, uh, and uh, we used to run the St. Pat's Supporters Club at the pub, wow. so we did. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I had a little bit of a graph for them. But I have more of a graph for bows now, if I, if I was being honest about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, Pat's, Pat's have had uh, a couple of great seasons, have really made progress, and... Are up there. I don't know why Clancy would be. Uh, would they expect him to win the league this year? Is that what it was? Potentially, I don't. Know. Looks like if he doesn't win the league, he's a failure. Yeah, uh, lucky to be working back with us, and he says big job running soon, lads. Oh, go on. Uh, lucky to be working has a horse with Tommy Coyle called Big Job, um, which ah. is ironic because he works on big jobs, but nobody else has ever worked on a big job. So the horse big job is running in Ballon Robe, I think uh, at the end of this month, and he's put out an open invitation for anybody to go and join him for a day out at the races. Um, maybe the North May choir boys might even do a bus up and give the car some encouragement. Yeah. You know, you know, when somebody puts it out that a horse is racing um, uh, at a certain track or at a certain time, and especially giving it out well in advance and giving it to that many people across the airwaves, all four listeners will hear this. And um, Davey, you know, that horse will be Paddy last. There's no doubt about it. I'm sorry, lucky to be working, but if you're going to give us, you know, the tip this far in advance and let everybody know about it, everyone knows and the dogs in the street know, that that horse ain't going to win that race. Mm. He uh, he also said that Beamish is mother's milk. Ooh, that's a that's a tight call. Beamish is nice, but uh, it's hard to it's hard to say it's better than Guinness now. Um, well, I, Mickey, I did I did a poll because this comes on the back of me putting up a Malibu and milk snap on Saturday night saying it was mother's milk, and uh, yeah. decided to do a poll just for the crack, you know. Um, Malibu and milk got sixty five percent of the vote. Um, in comparison to Beamish's 35%. So the We Are Mead listeners certainly think that Malibu and milk is more like mother's milk than Beamish. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I would say um, that the demographic that use um, Instagram would be more orientated towards females um, and maybe that could have altered uh, the the result. Um, Do you know, Mickey? That that's not... hilarious because I got a follow request from you this morning <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, I I um I, I used to have Instagram. I don't use it or whatever. It's there on my phone or whatever. When I went in, it was like loads of suggestions, and I was like, "Dave, you're risking as a suggestion." But I never friend request him. I look at it once a year, I think, and then I go, "Oh, this thing really wrecks me head." Mickey can't. had a Mickey had a very busy Monday in work. In other words. Um, <laughs> The, the final uh, one comes in from Conor McGovern and he said Shane Levy making a club hurling comeback. Shane Levy was at that same wedding that I was at Saturday night. He was telling me about this game that was happening on Sunday in which Clannagale only had 16 or 17 players and that he was going to be needed. Um, and he says not a chance, but he obviously had a nice up to drink on Saturday night and somehow made it home to play for Clannagale in a return Um did they win that game? I'm not sure. Did they actually win? But I know there were fear shock in terms of bodies and personnel, but good to see him back. Yeah, we might just have a look and see. I know I had them up there a few minutes ago. Um, did they win that game, Davey? Um, I'm not going to find it when I need it, am I? Uh, hang on. Results. 
and fixtures. No, we're not going to get it. Because I don't think that they've got the hurling results in just yet, Davey, do they? Um, what was it? It was All-County Hurling League. Yeah, division. It was the Brendan Davis Cup Clan McGill right against Kildaki on Tuesday. So, Clan McGill, it's not, we'll, we'll find actually, the I think they, were, they could have been playing trim, maybe. I don't know. Okay, well, we, we, we could probably find the fixture, but we won't find the result just now, so we won't. But um, fair play to him for making it back and uh, two nights of drinking. Was it two nights of drinking he did? He, he did he, no, he did Saturday, but then he went drinking Sunday after. Yeah, oh, so yeah, uh, celebratory drinks. I, I, I take it. Not the end for PS tapes. No, he's been quiet lately, hasn't he? Yeah, he rang me on Thursday, Davey Rispin. I was at work, um, it was about five o'clock in the evening, and I'm sure you know that uh, David Gray has been playing in the Tree Arena three days last week and whatever. Well, I'm a massive David Gray fan and whatever, and it just happened managed to get tickets or whatever because this was the, the 25 year anniversary of white ladder and they were it, it was supposed to be at the start or middle of covid or whatever and it was cancelled anyway so paddy rings me at um <laughs> five o'clock on thursday and uh, himself and andy Faulkner or andy Faulkner were in the car and uh, he goes i've got andy with me and i says all right very good very good and he says where are you he says i'm on my way home from work i says i'm coming from calvin and uh, I'm, I'm heading down the road here through Virginia. And he goes, oh, we're on the way to David Gray. We have a spare ticket if you want to come. Oh, no. And I had something on on Thursday night and I wasn't able to make it. So uh, he spent the evening sending me uh, pictures on WhatsApp and videos of David Gray. And uh, he just literally broke my heart for the evening. So he did. So um, maybe he's in hiding. He knows he hurt me. Cut me deep. Cut me real deep. Yeah. Davey, shock, and, Davey, shock and carry on, Mickey. Shock and carry on. Davy is speechless. Davy is absolutely speechless. So he, well, he actually couldn't think of anything to say. Back to that. <laughs> I thought you might pull out a, a lyric from David Gray or something like that, and uh, uh, but you didn't. Are you not a David Gray fan? Just play the f- fucking note. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Me podcast. Remember, we are me boy. 